Hi, Paul Scanlon here. Thanks for taking the time to click on my podcast. I want to spend time focusing on my primary passions of leadership, personal development, communication, growing big people, and I hope that these podcasts really help and add value to your life and to your journey. Thanks for tuning in. In America in 1972, there was a a famous precedent-setting court case. It was called Wisconsin versus Yoda. What a cool name that is. Jonas Yoda was an Amish farmer who refused to put his children in the state school system in Wisconsin. This was illegal in America at that time, so the state of Wisconsin sued him and took him to court. And he lost the court case twice. On the verge of bankruptcy and imprisonment, he appealed to the United States Supreme Court, the highest court in the land in America. So his case came to the Supreme Court in 1972, and he fought his case in the Supreme Court on the 1791 Bill of Rights, First Amendment. The First Amendment of the United States Bill of Rights Constitution is protection of religious freedoms. And so when he went to trial and went into the Supreme Court, the judge was intrigued and fascinated by the fact that this trial made it to his courtroom. And he realized this man was not going to let go of this issue. He was willing to go to jail. He was already bankrupt. So this guy already had massive skin in the game. The judge said that that the First Amendment, the protection of religious rights, He said all religious beliefs should be separated, he felt, in the light of this case, into two categories, preferences or convictions. He said the First Amendment exists to protect religious convictions, not religious preferences. And to discern the difference between a preference or a conviction, because a preference can masquerade as a conviction. You, you can have a degree of skin in the game for a preference, never knowing that actually it's not a deep conviction for you. I know this as a pastor and a leader because over the decades that I pastored and led that church, I went to war with people over things I don't even care about now. I lost people from our church in confrontations over things I don't even care about now. Because I have come to realize that those things I went to war for were actually just preferences. They were style. They were kind of bits of theology that were debatable at best. The Apostle Paul sums all of those things up right into the Corinthians and he calls them disputable matters. And these were whether you celebrated certain holy days or not, observe certain Jewish rituals or not, the kind of meat that you ate or didn't eat. Paul said, you cannot say to anyone that's wrong or that's right. He said, these are disputable matters. And so many disputable matters we go to war over thinking it's important enough for that. And I realized that so many people that I went to war over that wore me out, the things we fought over and separated over, I thought, jeez. I wish I had my time over again because I don't even care about those things now and I shouldn't have cared about them then. 
But the version of you that you are now will fight for things that the version of you you become 10 years from now, you'll be like, jeez, I don't even care anymore. And I was very hard on myself, as you may be tonight, because I didn't allow for the fact that my life was in transition, that I'm a growing, flourishing, changing, evolving person, as are all of you. You should never, ever be loyal to an old version of you. Never let that old version keep talking to you. Move on and become the version of you you are now. Realize those other versions. It was me at that time. I did the best I could. It's all I knew. You don't know what you don't know. But sometimes a preference can masquerade as a conviction. And the judge said, we cannot use the Bill of Rights if it's only a preference this man has. How do we know, he said to the jury in the Supreme Court, how can we tell whether or not Jonas Yoda has a preference or a conviction? And so they sat down and came up with five kinds of pressure. That if these five kinds of pressure came on your life and you still would not change your mind and surrender your belief, then it is a conviction, not a preference. The first kind of pressure was family. The court decided if you would change your mind, surrender your belief, dilute it, because family rejected you, family turned against you, family persecuted you, and for the sake of keeping the family happy, you would change your mind. It's proof it was not a conviction. It's a preference. And the Bill of Rights is not here to protect a preference. Secondly, peer pressure. If your peers would be cruel to you, if your peers would not include you anymore, if they'd be unkind to you and wouldn't invite you along or wouldn't make you part of the group anymore, if your peer pressure would get you to change your mind about something you believed, then it would prove that you had all along a preference. It was not a conviction. Thirdly, the fear of legal action. If the threat of prison or the threat of a lawsuit would get you to change your mind and say, you know what, it doesn't matter that much, then it would prove that you had a preference, not a conviction, and the Bill of Rights First Amendment was not here to protect a preference. Jonas Yoda is on his third court case and bankrupt, so he'd passed the test so far on all three. Number four, prison. If the threat of prison, if the threat of you losing your liberty, losing your freedom, going into some form of incarceration and containment, if that would get you to change your mind, it was never a conviction. It was a preference. And prison would be the, would be the pressure that would find that out. And finally, death. If the threat of death would get you to change your mind and recant on your belief and say, I don't really believe that to that point. It's not worth dying for. Then that would prove that this was all along a preference masquerading as a conviction. And because Jonas Yoda proved all of these were things he was willing to go to the wall over, and in his case, prison would have been the number four level he would have got to, I guess he'd have been willing to die for it and had already died for it financially and relationally and circumstantially. Then he won the court case. It was precedent setting, which means... The millions of families now in America that homeschool have Jonas Yoda to thank. Because this man was willing to go to the wall and put skin in the game to the level he did. It made it easier 
because he fought the battle. He suffered. He, he was the guy on the floor exhausted with all these court cases. For him, it was about his children. Perhaps he had some foresight to feel that this was a cause he was fighting, not just for the Amish or for his own family, but for everyone else in America. And you know, the freedoms that we hand down to the generation coming behind us depends on our convictions in our generation. Whatever we're willing to go to the wall for, whatever freedoms we're willing to fight for, will, will, will become an advantage, will become, will become a fast track, will become a gift of empowerment, will become a hand up to our children and our children's children Whatever we fight for on our watch that are true skin-in-the-game convictions, then our kids will benefit from that. And you are all in this room. We are all in this room benefiting from our forefathers who pioneered different ideas and versions of this like I did 30 years ago when I wish I'd known a Brian Houston, when I wish I'd known a Hillsong conference to go to, when I wish I could have picked up a book or watched a podcast or something that... that that helped me know I'm not going out of my mind. That helped me know I'm not alone. There's someone else that gets this. Someone else is attempting what you're attempting somewhere else in the world. That's why this is a great time to be alive with social media. There's been no better time than this to find your tribe. To find other voices that are saying what you're saying. To find other thinkers that think like you. It's a great age and time to be alive in. To feel less alone if you think your voice, your cause, your idea, your business, your quest, your destiny has never been lived and thought about before. They're all out there. We love Daniel and we love Esther and Joshua and Caleb and so on. These scriptural heroes of faith listed in the word of God because they had skin in the game lives. You know, in ancient times, it's fascinating as I've studied this, in ancient times... If I am the king of a nation and you are the king of a neighboring nation that may invade and go to war with mine, to prevent that happening, rulers of nations would swap children. So my children at a formative age would go and live in your country and be in your care, knowing that if I ever went to war against you, you would kill my children and I would kill yours. The thought that that could happen was the way that they prevented going to war. Or another way was that kings married other kings' daughters. And that's why King Solomon had a thousand wives. Seriously. One of the reasons King Solomon never ever had a war, never had a conflict in 40 years of rule, never had a conflict with any other nation, is because he married the daughters of every king of every nation in the world that was a threat to him. It was the marrying of the daughters of Pharaoh that finished up getting him in trouble. Because they brought their gods with them into Israel and brought their culture into Israel and he didn't stop it. But he married the daughters of Pharaoh so that Egypt would never go to war with them. Because you had skin in the game. When Pharaoh's daughter lives in Israel and is married to the king, you're not going to go to war with Israel or them with you because you have literal family skin in the game. The ancient samurai, when they went to war on behalf of the emperor of Japan, 
had to leave their wives and children with the emperor. To prevent them from thinking of deserting or switching sides and alliances because the, the samurai used to fight for causes they did not believe in. But the emperor made them fight and kept their wives and children to make them go to war over causes he knew they didn't believe in. This is why the samurai became more mercenaries and fought for causes they believed in because their nobility and their integrity would not allow them just to go to war on behalf of the emperor's whim to kill someone. But he took their children to make sure that they came back on his side. The famous Spartan mothers, it was said, would chant as their sons and husbands went to war. They would chant over them, come back with your shield or come back on your shield. But don't come back without your shield because only cowards throw away their shields to run faster. Talk about skin in the game. Israeli airlines, El Al Airlines, are the only airline in the world that do this. When you go to fly with Israeli airlines and you scan your bags through the x-ray machines, the people there that are checking your bags, they're not contracted out companies like they are in most places in the world. TSA in America. The people that scan and check your bags to get on that plane, the people that check your bags get on the same plane as you. Talk about skin in the game. And this is because they want to have safety on the plane and the only way to make sure that those people do their job with great intentionality and focus and forensically is that if there's a bomb in that bag, it will kill them. So they get on the plane with the same bags that they checked. Skin in the game. I wonder what skin in the game you have in anything in life you're involved in. How much skin in the game do you have of the game of this church? How much skin in the game do you have in the cause and the vision of this house? This doesn't need to be and should not be the only game you have skin in. You can have skin in multiple games in your life. That makes life more fun. But you need to have skin in the game somewhere. I want to say to you, life is better. I think life is better when it costs you somewhere. I think life is better when you have skin in the game somewhere. I think you feel more alive and get up on a morning with some adrenaline in your veins because you know today... It's going to cost me. Today is not going to be freewheeling or coasting or an easy ride. Today I'm involved in something. I'm involved relationally, financially, circumstantially, emotionally, mentally with my resources. I'm involved in something. Today I'm getting on the same plane as I'm checking. I want to encourage you to get back in the game if you have not been in the game for a while. I want to encourage you to get back on the field for this last part of this year, I don't care if you limp on the field. I don't care if you're still nursing injuries from the last game you had skin in. Just show up. Could you show up tomorrow? Could you in some way show up again and risk rejection and risk failure and risk misunderstanding and risk being judged 
and risk other people's perception of you and risk your motives being judged and risk your family and your friends misunderstanding you? Could you do something tomorrow that perhaps risks something that costs you and makes you feel alive again? Because I think if you'll do that, the last few months of this year will make up for the parts of this year earlier where you sat it out and watched others and said, I used to be like that. I was committed like they were. I remember the days when I did that. Don't let it be a memory you look back on 10 years from now. Because the clock's ticking. Life's getting shorter. Life is better. You are called. You were built as God's people. We were to have skin in the game. There's no faith in the world that has the ultimate skin in the game act of sacrifice that Jesus did on the cross. Talk about skin in the game. Let's stand together. Come on, time's gone. Well, thanks again for listening to today's podcast. I hope you found it beneficial. And uh, I know time is precious commodity for us all, but I would love it if you would take the time to write a review or comment. And above all, maybe subscribe to my podcast channel. Thank you.